Hello and welcome to MORE, which stands for Midday Obviously Reads Everything. So, this is the podcast where I try my very best to finish the Hunger Games. As a self-proclaimed bookworm, it's kind of my duty. So join me and all of my guests as we try to read through the whole series. So sit back and relax as I do my best, my very, very, very best to read all of it. I hope I like it and I hope you like it too. So, let's begin. Sam, go ahead and tell me something. I am currently eating salsa soup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and welcome back to another episode of More, which is pretty obviously reads everything. So, I have my guest once again, Sam. Thanks for coming, Sam. Thanks for having me. Hopefully everyone can hear me this time. Yeah, I think (laughs) Sam worked from her past mistake that she was a little too quiet, Mm -hmm. but we appreciate you. Anyway, Sam, you're appreciated. We love you. Love you too. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. So as I previously mentioned, I just finally, we're getting to the games. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, Midday, you're not even at the games yet. Like, you're so behind. Well, I'm at at the games now. Okay. (laughs) We just finished the part where Pete is like, oh my gosh, I like this girl. And then, like, Caesar's like, who do you like? And then he's like, mm, she's kind of like, she came in with me. She's right beside me over there. And Candace is like, me? <laughs> Peter likes me? So, that's where we are. Um, Yeah. Literally. Says like, me. He's Whoa! I'm, I'm going ahead. Anyway. <laughs> chapter 10, page 175, in the big pit version, as Brenna so rudely pointed out. Out here, out of me, that had the big print. Listen, the smaller, the regular print wasn't in at the library. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just get whatever's available, and this was available. So there you go. No, no takes these back, I guess. We'll just deal with this. We'll be fine with this. <clears throat> For a moment, the cameras hold on Peta's downcast eyes as what he says thinks in. sinks in. Then I can see my face, mouth half open in a mix of surprise and protest magnified on every screen as I realize, me, he means me. I press my lips together and stare at the floor, hoping this will conceal emotions starting to boil up inside me. Oh, that is a piece of bad luck, says Caesar. There's a real edge of pain in his voice. The crowd is murmuring in agreement. A few have not, uh, a few have even given agonized cries. It's not good, agrees Peta. Well, I don't think any of us can blame you. It'd be hard not to fall for that young lady, says Caesar. She didn't know? Peta shakes his head. Not until now. I allow my eyes flicker up to the screen. Long enough to see that the blush on my cheeks was unmistakable. Wouldn't you love to pull her back out here and get a response, says Caesar. Mm-hmm. As, Caesar asks the audience. The crowd screams assent. Sadly, rules are rules, and Katniss Everdeen's time has been spent. Well, best of luck to you, Peter Melmark, and I think I speak all of us of Panam when I say our hearts go with yours. The roar of the crowd is deafening. Peta is absolutely wiped has absolutely wiped the rest of us off the map with his de- declaration of love for me. When the audience finally settles down, he chokes out a quiet thank you and returns to his seat. He stands for the anthem. I have to raise my head out of the required respect and cannot avoid seeing that every screen on, uh, is now dominated by a shot of Peta and me, separated <laughs> by a few feet and the viewer's heads can never be breached. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, a shot of Peta and me separated by a few feet that in the viewers' heads can never be breached. Poor, tragic us. But I know better. After the anthem, the tributes file back into the train center lobby and into the elevators. 
I make sure to veer into a car that does not contain PETA. Crowd slows our entourage of stylists and mentors and chaperones, so we have only each other for company. No one speaks. My elevator stops to deposit four trips before I am alone. And then, find the doors opening on the 12th floor. PETA has only just stepped up from his car when I slam my palms into his chest. He loses his balance and crashes in an ugly urn filled with fake flowers. The urn tips and shatters into hundreds of tiny pieces. Peter immediately lands on the shards, and blood immediately flows from his hands. What was that for, he says, aghast. You had no right. No right to go say those things about me, I shout at him. Now the whole other is open, and the whole crew is here. Effie, Haymet, Cinnabon, and Portia. What's going on, says Effie, and the hysteria in her voice. Did you fall? After she shoved me, says Peter, as Effie and Cinnabon help him up. Haymet turns to me. Shoved him? This was your idea, wasn't it? Turning me into some kind of fool in front of the entire country, I answer. It was my idea, says Peter, whining as he pulls spikes of pottery from his hands. Hamish just helped me with it. Yes, Hamish is very helpful. To you, I say. You are a fool, Hamish says in disgust. You think he hurt you? That boy just gave you something you could never achieve on your own. He made me look weak, I say. Maybe you look desirable. And let's face it, you can, you can use all the help you can get in this apartment. You were about as romantic as dirt until he said that he wanted you. Now they all do, too. You're there talk you're what they're talking about. Love cross the Zoopsy. <laughs> <laughs> the star crossed lovers from District Twelve says Hamish. But we're not star crossed lovers, I say. Hamish grabs my shoulders and pins me against the wall. Who cares? It's all a big show. It's all how you perceive. The most I could say about you after your interview was that you were nice enough, although that in itself was a small miracle. Now I can say you're a heartbreaker. Oh, oh, oh. Have the boys back home falling at your feet. Which do you think will get more sponsors? The smell of mine under his breath makes me sick. I shove his hands off my shoulder and step away, trying to clear my head. Cinnabon comes over and puts his arm around me. He's right, Katniss. I don't know what to think. I should have been told so I didn't look so stupid. No, your reaction was perfect. If you'd known, it, would have read as, it wouldn't have read as real, says Portia. Mm. She's just worried about her boyfriend, says Peter gruffly, tossing away a bloody piece of the urn. My cheeks burning as the thought of guilt. I don't have a boyfriend. Whatever, says Peter. But I bet he's smart enough to know a bluff when he sees it. Guys, you didn't say you love me. So what does it matter? The words sink in. My anger fading. I'm torn now between thinking I've been used and thinking I've been given an edge. Hamish is right. I survived my interview, but what was I really? A silly girl spinning in a sparkly dress. Giggling. The only moment of any substance I had was when I talked about Prim. Compare that with Thresh, his silent, deadly power, and I'm forgettable. Silly and sparkly and forgettable. No, not entirely forgettable. I have my 11 in training. The PETA has now made me an object of love, not his. To hear him tell I tell it, I have many admirers. And if the audience really thinks we're in love, I remember how strongly they responded to his confession. Star-crossed lovers. Hamish is right. They'll eat that stuff up in the Capitol. Suddenly, I'm worried that I didn't react properly. After he said he loved me, did you think I could be in love with him too? I asked. I did, said Portia. Will you avoid it looking at the cameras? The blush? The others chiming in, agreeing. You're golden, sweetheart. You're going to have sponsors lined up around the block, says Hamish. I'm embarrassed about my reaction. I force myself to acknowledge Peta. I'm sorry I shoved you. Doesn't matter, he shrugs, although technically illegal. Are your hands okay? I ask. They'll be all right, he says. In the silence that falls, delicious smells of our dinner waft from the dining table. Dining room table. Mm-hmm. I like the ASMR you're giving me. Is that your... <laughs> <laughs> the Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher. I thought it was a chip. No. <laughs> Like, what type of chip is that? Like, it's very a crunchy chip, I guess. There is no sound coming from that. Your chip, you had to, like, do it, like, okay. do it in front. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. No, I, I'll, I'm okay. <laughs> Thank you it's so much. It's grape-flavored. Grape? 
flavored um what jolly ranchers jolly ranchers mm-hmm. okay i see i think mary would like it well, poor Mary, she can't actually have one. Who's Mary? Well, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Mary's just an unnamed figure. Someone who has not appeared yet and mm-hmm. may not appear. I may have uncovered something I shouldn't have. Oh, no. She's a secret character. She's a secret character in the book. <laughs> <laughs> She's the winner of the Hunger Games. Um, uh, dining table. Come on, let's eat, says Haymet. We all follow him to the table and take our places. But then Pete is bleeding too heavily and Portia leaves him off the medical treatment. Start the cream and rose petal soup without them. By the time we finish, they're back. Pete's hands are wrapped in bandages. I can't help feeling guilty. Tomorrow we will be in the arena. He has done me a favor and I have answered with injury. Will I ever stop owing him? After dinner, we watch a replay in the sitting room. It seems frilly and shadow. I seem frilly and shallow, twirling and giggling in my dress. Although the others assure me I'm charming. Peter actually is charming and then utterly winning as a boy in love. And here I am, blushing and confused, made beautiful by Cinnabon's hand, desirable by Peter's confessions, tragic by circumstances, and by all accounts, unforgettable. When the anthem finishes and the screen goes dark, a hush flies, falls over the room. Tomorrow at dawn, it will be roused and prepared for the arena. The actual games don't start until 10 because so many of the Capitol residents rise late. That's crazy. They said, um, I know that you're like fighting to the death and everything. <laughs> But I don't wake up before 9. Yeah. I don't wake up before 10. So can you, like, postpone it a little bit for me, please? It's an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience. So you got to just, like, you know. Change that up. Fix that up for me. That's crazy. (laughs) That is insane. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But Pete and I must make an early start. There's no telling how far we will travel to the arena that has been prepared for this year's games. I know Hamish and Effie will not be going with us. As soon as they leave here, they'll be at the game headquarters, hopefully mad- madly signing our sponsorship. Sponsors! Uh. <laughs> uh, I, I was saying sponsorship, but I'm like, no, madly signing our sponsors. It's okay. It's like the same thing. Just potato, potato, right? Sponsorship, yeah. sponsor. Salsa soup. <laughs> <laughs> Salsa is soup, yes. No, it's not. <laughs> All I'm going to say is it's a combination of vegetables with, like, the broth could be, like, and then add a little water with, like, broccoli oil or whatever. And then, like, you just mix it together, add some chunks of, uh, like, peppers and whatnot, and bam. What do you have there? A soup. It's a dip. A soup. It's a dip for chips. Oh, sure. It's like a... Well, actually, think about it. If you do, you dip your grilled cheese in tomato soup, mm-hmm. just like you dip chips in salsa. <laughs> there we go. The confirmed salsa so is a So, are you saying that chips and grilled cheese are the same thing? Yeah. Okay. That's not where I thought that was going to go. <laughs> yeah, just double down. Well, like, you're dipping something, you're dipping something into soup. Like, same with clam chowder and bread. Yeah. So, you dip it, like, in this thing. Or, like, you know. We even go as far as to say, like, queso is soup, too. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> queso is also a soup, too. You did this to yourself, Sam. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Everybody who's listening knows <laughs> what's real what's and real what's fake. And what's, fake. <laughs> what's real is that salsa is a soup. Salsa is not soup. Salsa is a soup. It's okay. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. Okay, let's continue. Um, anyways. Anyways. <laughs> working out a strategy on how and when to deliver the gifts to us. 
Cinnabon and Portia will travel with us to every to the very spot from which we will be launched into the arena. Still final goodbyes must be said there. Effie takes both of us by the hand and with actual tears in her eyes, wishes us well. Thanks us for being the best tributes it has ever been a privilege to sponsor. And then, because Effie, and she's apparently required by law to say something awful, she adds, I wouldn't be at all surprised if I actually get promoted to a decent district next year. And she kisses us on the cheek and hurries out, overcome with either the emotional parting or the possible improvement of her fortunes. Hamish crosses his arms and looks at us. Any final words of advice, says Peter? When the going when the gong sounds, get out of there. You're neither there you're neither of you you're <laughs> neither of you up to the ah! Maybe it's a typo. You're you're neither. You're neither of you up to the bloodbath at the Conor Conor Whoa Cornucopia 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 Cornucopia. Oh, maybe I'm Oh no, I'm thinking of like Thanksgiving Cornucopia. <laughs> That's like corn you cop Cornucopia? 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 I feel like it's cornucopia. I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's like C O R N U C O P I A. That's like Via. Yeah. So cornucopia. 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 <laughs> we can just call it cornucopia. We're going to call it cornicorn. 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 <laughs> you either. Yeah, I think it's you're either of. <laughs> I really don't know what they're trying to say here. Whatever. It's like you're neither of you up to the bloodbath at the corny corn. I think it's a typo. It must be a typo. Then what do you think she was actually meant to say? I think she means neither of you. Wait. Go. Should go up. Uh. Maybe. Or maybe because he's drunk. It's like supposed to be him not. I don't think so. I think he's sober this time. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Can I see? Yeah. Go ahead. I feel like it's like. Yeah, it's like you neither of you up to the bloodbath at the corny corn, you know? I think he's just saying don't go to the corny corn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't want them to go to the corny the corn, corn to, to die. The corny corn. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. So neither of you should go up to the corny corn. Oh, that's where all the weapons are and oh. stuff. So like a lot of people run there to get the weapons. Mm-hmm. But he's saying to like don't dip. Go. Ain't that, like, basically, like, saying they should die? Because, like, don't they need weapons? They do, but, like, all the really good districts go and kill everybody who tries to get the weapons, so you would die quicker. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Just clear out, put as much distance you can between yourselves and the others, and find a source of water. He says, got it? And after that, I say, stay alive, says Hamish. It's the same advice he gives on the train, but he's not drunk and laughing this time. Mm. The only not. What's there to say? When I head to my room, Peter lingers to talk to Portia. I'm glad. Whatever strange words of parting we exchange can wait until tomorrow. My covers are drawn back, but there's no sign of the right head of Vox girl. I wish I knew her name. I should have asked for it. She could write it down, maybe, or act it out. But perhaps that would only result in punishment for her. I take a shower, scrub off the gold paint, and make up an scent of beauty from my body. All that remains of the design team's efforts are the flames in my nails. I decide to keep them as a reminder of who I am to the audience. Katniss, the girl who was on fire. Perhaps it will give me something to hold on to in the days to come. I pull on a thick, fleecy nightgown and climb into bed. It takes me about five minutes, seconds to realize I'll never fall asleep again. I need to sleep desperately because the arena's every moment. Ugh. Because in the arena, every moment I give into fatigue will be an invitation to death. It's no good. One hour, two... Three past my eyelids refuse to get heavy. Can't stop trying to imagine exactly what terrain I'll be thrown into. Desert, swamp, fridged wasteland. Blah blah. I'm hoping for trees. May afford me some means of concealment and food and shelter. 
Often there are trees because the barren landscapes are dull and the games results results too quickly without them. But what will the climate be like? What chats will the game makers have hidden to liven up the slower movements moments? Then my fellow tributes. The more anxious I am to find sleep, the more it'll lose me. Finally, I'm too restless to even stay in bed. I pace the floor, heart beating too fast, breathing too short. My room feels like a prison cell. If I don't get air sooner, I'm gonna start to throw things again. I run down the hall to the door at the roof. It's not only unlocked but a jar. Perhaps someone forgot to close it, but it doesn't matter. The energy field of closing the roof presents any desperate form of escape. I'm not looking to escape, only to fill my lungs with air. I want to see the sky and the moon on the last night that no one will be hunting me. The roof is not lit at night, but as soon as I, my bare feet reach it, it's t- it's tilted. It's a tilted surface. I see a sil- silhouette, black against the lights that shine endlessly in the Capitol. There's a quite there's a quite commotion going on down the street. Music and singing and cars honking, none of which I could hear through the thick glass window panels in my room. I could slip away now without him noticing me. He wouldn't hear me over the din, but the air is nice. So the air. <laughs> The night's air is so sweet, I can't bear returning to that stuffy cage of a room. What difference does it make, whether we speak or not? My feet move silently across the tiles, only a yard behind him when he said, You should be getting some sleep. He starts, but doesn't turn. I can see him uh, give his head a slight shake. I didn't want to miss the party. It's for us, after all. I come out beside him and lean over the edge of the rail. The white streets are full of dancing people. I squint to make out their tiny figures in more detail. Are they in costume? Who could tell, Peter answers, with all the crazy clothes they wear here, couldn't sleep either. Oopsie. Couldn't sleep either? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't turn my mind off, I see. <laughs> Thinking about your family? Yes. No, I admit, a bit guilty. All I can do is wonder about tomorrow, which is pointless, of course. In the light from below, I can see his face now, the awkward way he holds his bandaged hands. I really am sorry about your hands. Doesn't matter, Katniss, he says. I've never been a contender in these games anyway. There's no way to be thinking, I say. Why not? It's true. My best hope is to not disgrace myself. And he hesitates. And what? I don't know how to say it exactly. Only, I want to die myself. Does that make any sense? He asks. I shake my head. How can you die as anyone but himself? I don't want to turn. I don't want them to change me in there. Turn me into some kind of monster that I'm not. I bite my lip, feeling inferior. Well, I've been rum- 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 ruminating. Ruminating? Oh, what's the word? Reminiscing. Reminiscing? Maybe. On the availability of trees, Peter has been struggling with how to maintain his identity, his purity of self. Do you mean you won't kill anybody, I ask? No. When time comes, I'm sure I'll kill just like everyone else. I can't go down without a flight. Only I keep wishing I could think of a way to steal the capital that they don't owe me. That I'm more than just a piece in their game, says Peter. But you're not, I say. None of us are. That's how the games work. Okay, but within the framework, there's still you. There's still me, he insists. Don't you see? A little. Only. No offense, but who cares, Peter? I say. I do. I mean, what else am I allowed to care about at this point? He asks angrily. He'll lock those blue eyes on me now, demanding an answer. I take a step back. Care about what Haymitch says, but staying alive. Peter smiles at me, sad and mocking. Okay, thanks for the tip, sweetheart. It's like a slap to the face. His use of Haymitch's patronizing endearment. Look, if you want to spend the last hours of your life planning some noble death in the arena, that's your choice. I want to spend mine in District 12. Wouldn't surprise me if you do, says Peter. Give me, mother, my best when you make it back, will you? Count on it, I say, and I turn and leave the roof. Then the rest of the night, slipping in and out of a doze, imagining the cutting remarks. Um, ah, I'll finish this page. <laughs> <laughs> I lost myself. <laughs> I lost the page number. I lost myself. <laughs> cutting remarks I will make to Peter Melmark. <laughs> Peter Melmark. In the morning. Peter Melmark. 
Right. <laughs> we will see how high and mighty he is when he's faced with life and death. He probably will turn into one of those raging beast tributes, the kind who tries to eat someone's heart after they've killed them. There's a guy like that a few years ago from District 12 called Titus. He was completely savage, and the game makers had to have him stunned with electric guns to collect the bodies of the players he had killed before he ate them. There are no rules in the arena, but cannibalism doesn't play well with the Capitol's audience, so they tried to head it off. There is some speculation that the ambulance that finally took out Titus was specifically engineered to in- ensure the victor was not a lunatic. Mm. Okay. We're done. Uh, for today. Maybe we had uh, three, wait, one, two, three, four, five, and a little bit. Five and a little bit of chapter 10 left. Yeah. We're finally getting into the games. Woohoo! I'm excited. I think that PETA... Yeah, what, what's your, like, thoughts on PETA? What do you think is going to happen to him? He's probably going to survive, but his hands are a little beat up because Katniss did that But today. there can only be one survivor. Eh, they'll probably change it somehow. The Hunger Games, you know, there's like three books in the trilogy. We're gonna change something. If not, Katniss <laughs> will probably win, or they'll fake their death. They'll they'll pretend to oh. die, and they'll just come back and be like, "Hee hee, I actually wow. wasn't dead." Mm-hmm. I like the guesses. That's me. Guessing, guessing the day. Guessing queen. <laughs> guessing queen. <laughs> so thank you again, Sam, for being here today. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, everyone can hear me again. They can hear you perfectly. (laughs) I will go through the audio as always. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay, and done. That's it. We got pretty far for today. So I can't wait for the next one. And if I said something wrong, which let's be honest, I probably did. Don't hesitate to point it out to me because honestly, if you can't laugh at yourself, who are you actually supposed to laugh at? Am I right? Okay, then I'll see you in the next one. Good day out.